What's up? Yes, I know it's Saturday. Yes, there's another edition of the podcast. I had this one in a can. In fact, I had the Simon Miller one in a can. And this one was the one from this week. That was actually last week. It's the most recent one anyways. And the next edition is going to be like Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how quickly I get the podcast done and ready to go. So, and I think it's going to be Wednesday because I don't think I can record... Monday evening and have it ready to go Tuesday morning. I think I'm gonna have to do it the day after. So here we are. I didn't want to keep this one hanging. So here it is. It's a great conversation with Kira Kamira that I had live on my Twitch um, channel. Every Monday, normally on Mondays, it's when I get guests and uh, this was no exception. She was on my Twitch last Monday or the Monday before that. I think it was the Monday before that. And we had a really nice conversation about, like, when we met and how we met, how things are going with Rix. Rix is the, the French company that has, was bringing me every month to France until things kind of shut down. And, um, and we have a great conversation all about that. I don't know where my voice went, but it went somewhere and much more. I am very excited about you guys uh, getting to hear this conversation. So I say we should just go for it. It's uh, Kira Kamara here on the David Francisco Podcast. You came to um, to Knucklelocks to train, right? And that was the first time that I met you and a lot of people uh, from France. Was this for the David Starr seminar, if I'm not mistaken? And then you stayed a bit longer, right? Now, uh, I came on uh, 17th July 2019. And I did a training with you the second day I arrived. Mm-hmm. So that's when I met you and yes. I stayed for a month and a half, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and decided um, to, to move to here now, eventually. Were you already thinking of moving here to London when uh, when you came during that week or that month? Uh, yes, yes. That yeah. was my dream to move in London. So, well, I decided to move in London during this month. Hmm. Because I fell in love with knuckleheads and wrestling in in the UK, so that was like a test for me. And uh, then I decided in September, like, yes, I really need to, I really need to to stay in London. That's mm. that's my thing. That's my theory. <laughs> I, I guess like you, uh, you move because of wrestling, right? Um, which is a similar story yes. to to me as well. Like, I, I'm sorry, my my camera's a bit inclined. Better. Um, I I can relate. I know what it is. Though uh, the majority of people on the chat will will have been born in a country where they have wrestling on their fingertips and they can just like part of their culture there. But uh, uh, more in France than in Portugal, to be fair. There's more wrestling in France and more of a traditional wrestling in France than there is in Portugal. But it's like when you want to do more than just like four shows a year, then you're probably yeah. gonna have to move. To try and uh, and do it there, and uh, and another thing that also I, I always felt helped me is the fact that you moved because of that. When I moved here, it happened to be a period in it was like after the the 2008 recession, or at least the effects that we felt from the 2008 recession, and um, because it was way after that, and um, but there were still like a lot of people that had moved here. Um, even like before me and around my time as well, where the reason why they moved, well, even before that, for the story to make sense, the reason why I um, I moved here 
um, was because of wrestling, but the reason why they moved here is because they just wanted to find a job and wanted to find, like, a life, uh, just wanted to, like, make money, or they wouldn't be able to find a job in Portugal, so they came here to find a job here. And a lot of them was very much like... Some of, some of them were like, I want to work in an area that doesn't exist in Portugal, or there's not a lot of investment in Portugal, so I'm going to move so that I can uh, do it there in, in London. And they ended up doing like two years of uh, working in like restaurants and something until finally they got an opportunity to work in the thing that they wanted to work, right? Other people just moved here because they obviously they needed to live and it was hard. They couldn't find a job in, in, uh, in Portugal and they needed obviously to like get money and stuff. So those went back as soon as they could, right? In my case, the day after I landed, I was able to go for wrestling training. And that was, oh. that was like a constant um, yeah. for, for me, which kind of like helped center and real, maybe helped me like realize why that I moved here and had like that in the back of my mind, right? I guess it's the same thing for you, right? Yeah, kind of, yes, yes. I've There's been lucky a... because I... I found a job really quickly, but yeah, I like the five five first weeks I I was there. It was only training, 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 training. And it's the same thing once you moved here as well, where because like technically, obviously, you went back because of the pandemic. But technically, you were you moved here permanently. For those who don't know, like based in in London, how long were you living here? Like a few months before you had to go back, right? So I've been living, uh, I settled in London on 5th January and I had to come back on like, in France, I had to come back on July, I think, something like okay. that. So, and I'm coming back next week or on 4th April. I, I actually don't know because the French, uh, I mean, France might be banned from travel. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really need to, to come back before. <laughs> Yeah. So if if France gets banned from travel uh, by the UK, if it becomes one of the countries where people from the UK cannot travel to, would you go back to France? I mean, if if I'm in France and I uh, and I'm banned from travel uh, to go in the UK, I oh, won't okay. stay in France. I will I will come back anyway. I don't know when, but I will come back anyway. I need to come back. Hmm. Um, and how one good, time how good are you with swimming? I'm okay. <laughs> I'm really considering this. Yeah. Have you yeah. trained? How 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 long does uh, it take to like cross from France to England? Uh, no swimming? idea. Let me Google it. Uh, <laughs> swim from France. To the UK. Um, 21 miles long. And how long would it take to swim? Between 7 hours, which is record time, and 28 oh, it's hours. Fine. It's between 7 but and I would have hours. A... It can take you around a day, I guess, to do it. I would have a suitcase, so how? No? Well, well, one thing at a time, right? You'll get yourself here. I'm sure goods can travel, no? People maybe can, but goods can travel. Can you send stuff to... Yes. You can send stuff to the UK. Yes. You just can't yes. go there, right? That's yeah, so I'm... Um... Oh. 
Yeah. See, that's that's a that's a solution. <laughs> so right now you're you're still banned from travel uh, to the UK. No, we are not uh, yet banned. Uh, so mm -hmm. we don't need to isolate in a hotel. Mm -hmm. We just need to isolate 10 days and do two tests. Mm -hmm. But we don't need to isolate in a particular hotel and pay like uh, it's 1,700 euros of uh, pounds for 10 days isolation, which is yeah. crazy. Which is just them being like making sure that people don't come in basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess so. So right now you don't need to do it. And obviously, like, if you do, you want to try and find a way to, to, to go back. That makes sense. Um, you were telling me, though, about, like, wanting to, to move here and uh, how it's always something you um, you wanted to do. Uh, did you end up... Uh, did it match your expectations, right? Are you Were you... The pandemic aside, having to go back home aside, were you happy with, with how things were going? Were you feeling like this is the, the right thing to do? Uh, what sorry can you repeat uh, like moving here was it like the right were you happy with it and you think it was the right thing to do and like it was worth absolutely. it i think that's the question was it worth it yeah absolutely even if i had to come back in france uh it's worth it 100 if i if i have to do it again i would do it again yeah sure because uh, yeah the trainings in the uk are so different the shows are so different the fans are so different mm -hmm. and just london london is amazing yeah i am there that's why <laughs> of course um billy hayes says also like i moved back to england from uh for wrestling what do you mean billy where were you uh before you had to move back to to England, right? I was wondering that. Alfie's on the chat as well. Hey, Alfie, good to see you there. Um, Hi, Kid Bandit says, fill the suitcase with only stuff that floats. I'm not. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna catch me trying to say that word there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try. Um, yeah. Wait, wait, Billy. Were you actually living in Portugal, man? I, I didn't know. That. I thought you were going to Portugal every time there was a show, but I didn't know that you were living in Portugal. Look at the things we find here. Huh. I didn't know that. Huh. Look at that. I didn't know that. Um, that's cool. When? How? Tell me everything. Either either so on the chat or or via DM. So uh, he speaks Portugal Portuguese. Um, he says bad words in Portuguese. He speaks as much Portuguese as you could do. Like carayo. Yeah, all the bad words. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, so, um, you were talking about the differences, right? Um, between French wrestling and, and Portuguese wrestling. And I think, I'm not sure, if, I, if, I, if we had this conversation publicly before, I apologize. But I feel like we we always talk about this, which is how I understand as well, like the circumstances between you and me are, are similar. And one of the things as well is um, I felt the thing that I felt the most when I moved here and you were kind of talking about it is how much better the um, the, qual the average quality of wrestling is here. And you were talking about training as well. It's like in Portugal, as long as like there's obviously like smart people when it comes to wrestling and people who are very capable of training people and putting a show together. But 
those people don't have a connection to the greatest minds of the world in the world of wrestling today, where once I move here, if nothing else, I was having constant seminars with the top stars from like indie wrestling everywhere for the past five years. Um, I was involved in shows that had people that are now gonna be at WrestleMania, right? Uh, and are in AEW and all of that. So the guys that are like leading at least American wrestling, the mainstream American wrestling these days. So I think that a thing that helps a lot is the access to the the people, right? The brill the most brilliant minds that then that kind of like all trickles down and you get exposed to it as well and and uh, it helps and it works because of it, right? Not sure if you feel the same same thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. I feel like yeah. when I went to France and I I did some seminars there, I feel like people there, at least like in the, the, the Ricks group, were looking at you as that connection. Because it's like, go, whatever you learned there while you were there, come and teach us here, right? And apply it mm -hmm. here the same way you think you're there. Was that the case? Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when... in France, th there's no many wrestlers who go in other countries. It's kind of rare, and especially women. So yeah, when you come back here, you you have so many things to to tell, and so they look at you like, "Wow, uh, that's amazing!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I like, I, I get it. I feel you. I know exactly what it is. I, you know, I I have been there. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you, Kira. I feel you. Um, how did I was gonna talk? We were gonna talk about the Ricks earlier, and how did um. You want to you want to let everyone know people who don't know like where Ricks comes from and like the context in which it is when it comes to how wrestling works in France. Maybe let's start there, right? How would you describe wrestling in France for people who are curious but don't know exactly what's happening because they don't know from France or anything? Uh, it's complicated <laughs> in France. Like, there's not a lot of uh, promotions. How so. Many uh, like, um, like four or five main promotions, and then it's like tiny promotions who just uh, run little shows or uh, just once a year or something like that, or just kind of for fun. Um, and the fans as well are really different. Like they don't know wrestling or the thing they know, but well, they believe it's all um it's all a fight but not an entertainment so it's really different uh and to wrestle there is yeah uh <laughs> how do you feel about wrestling in france like is it like in portuguese in portugal sorry i think it's hard for me to compare it that way because i've done what four shows in france where I've done eight years of shows in Portugal, so I don't think I can re really gouge the, the difference there. I think that there's more interest in wrestling in France than there is in UK, in um, in Portugal. In Portugal? Uh, yeah, like, when I went to the shows there, um, like, I, it's fair to say that, like, the ticket sales were around 150 every time, right? Um, where, yeah, uh, or 200, depends on which venue. And, yeah. So, well, it's even higher than, than what I have in mind. So, like, just under 200, right? 
when it comes to, t- to ticket sales on the venues that we went to. And so you have an idea. The record of for an indie show, not for like a big show with big promotion and stuff like that, with like international stars and stuff, just for like the current companies that run in Portugal, like from the three. Um, and I may be wrong on this, but I don't think I am. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. But like the records of attendance to one of these small shows, one of these shows that's like local, just an academy that's running a show around it, was 156, right? And I was involved in that show. And that was like the season finale of six shows was like building up for what would would end up being kind of like the big show, the WrestleMania. And we had 156 people. And it was a cel- it was like something to celebrate because it's not easy to get 156 people to go and watch wrestling, and it's yeah. it was in the outskirts of the capital. There was plenty of people that that were, that were there. I believe there was a good enough marketing um, effort to to try and, and sell it, and and yeah, like it ended up being um, 156 people, and it was like a big a big deal, right? Yeah. Where in Brittany, at least, where I've wrestled, you get you easily get that number. You can count on 150, 200 people. You get people to like drive from everywhere, even though you still had that from, from in, in Portugal, but not as much as you have in France. Um, there's a bigger interest. It's easier to sell tickets. as a bit more interest in general. I feel like the community is more into wrestling, right, than they are. There's a bit more respect for wrestling as there is in Portugal. You know, okay, like in Portugal, yeah. you always get to like, ah, lol, it's fake, right? Where, yeah. I don't know how it is in France, but I came here and people were like, you do professional wrestling? That's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's like a general culture thing, I'd say. Um, and uh, Well, yeah. France has involved a lot. Like uh, there's five, five years ago, it was like in Portugal, I think. And now wrestling has improved uh, overall um, and the promotions are more like, more like in the UK or more like, um, more like, yeah, more like progress or more like WXW. They try to, like they try to do video on demand. They try to uh, cut promos and stuff like that. Whereas uh, five years ago, um, the design of the poster was not, good at all um there were no promo there were no um um storylines so yeah it was really different it was more like uh shows you do for a local um local people but no storylines for different shows Mm -hmm. and that's that's why um the promoter of ricks wanted to create a show with real storylines and there's not not a lot of promotions like that in France. Only Rix and APC um, in Paris, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. And all the other promotions will just run like spot shows, right? Yes, just shows yes. that just like it's a show for the show itself, as opposed to being like an episodic, regular thing. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, bye, Frenchie. How you doing? Thank you very much for the follow. Bye, Frenchie. Says hi. Um, hi, bye, Frenchie. <laughs> Yeah, Billy's saying CTW um, home shows, the highest was 120. Was that back a few years ago or now? Because they changed venues and uh, they were able to sell a few more tickets when we had a 
uh, building that uh, that stream we did with Pygrand. I'm not sure if on Naveni they were able to put more more than 160 people there. Um, it'd be cool to to know that. Um, I think that's good though. I think that's better. And I feel like there's um. So put it this way. Um, Okay, 120 was when you were there. So yeah, maybe like they were able to get bigger venues and stuff, and maybe they'll be able to to get more people. I don't know the the numbers they did, uh, but I'm sure you'll be around that as well. So like as you can see, it's like it's the big thing. Well, in Portugal, we're talking about these two, the, the three companies that were running shows before everything had to close. Uh, were they they run it on the basis of like running the same places or around the same places and running it episodically, right? And, um, and it's a bit what Rix is doing as well, right? And I think these days in 2021, it's very easy to get people to know the story before they go there. The thing that impressed me the yeah. most, though, is how many people travel for the shows, right? I remember we when uh, in November when, we, when I went to France and we were talking about, well, the cancellation of the show and what was going to happen with the fans... How one of the things you told me is that there was a lot of fans that were just gonna drive in to see the show, yeah. right? And that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, do you yeah. have any idea how many fans? Are, like those people are not the local people who see that there's wrestling somewhere, mm. and um, and wanna and wanna like go see do something different for the day. Those are hardcore fans that know about the show and they want to go and explore, right? Do you have any idea like the the um, um, the percentage of people that not uh, really are like hardcores on Ricks? No, not really. But I know there's many uh, hardcore fans in Brittany because uh, they used to have uh, very big, big shows uh, every year uh, with West Touch, which was another promotion, which is now, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing. And there were hardcore fans close to Rennes. And there's also many hardcore fans coming from Paris and the north of France, but I have no idea of the percentage of them. But I know there are like uh, there are a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. That's that's really cool. You know, I think that you get. I think it's one of the main differences between France and Portugal is that you have a way bigger hardcore fan base in France than you mm -hmm. have a big like that. There's no hardcore fan base in. In Portugal, and I don't know if that's because in France you get obviously you get like way more people. There's seven times more people in France than there is in yeah. in Portugal, but also there's more companies that have regularly run shows, so that helps, you yeah. know. Um, there's yeah. also more people in France interested in making something in wrestling than there are in Portugal, you know. That helps. Yeah. All of that I think helps and contributes to um, to yeah. that, which is cool. Um, yeah, and um, I'm really, I really enjoy going to Rick's. You know, I know the m number one reason is because I, I'm the biggest star that they get. I, I get why. Um, that includes you, Kira. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I've, I've always had a lot of fun, and I think it's a really cool thing that they they're building there. Now I'm very looking forward to going back. Speaking of going back, a couple of days ago you announced you were kind of going back. What did you announce? Because I can't speak that good French. Ah, about Ricks. Um, yeah. So we have uh, J minus have... three. J because jour instead of D for day, right? Yeah, I know, I know that part. Go on. Yeah. Oh, when when I saw <laughs> when I saw a story saying jour J, and I'm like, oh crap, like D day, but in French. I get it. Exactly. 
Um, so yeah, we gonna we recorded tapings, and it's gonna be live soon. Um, so yeah, it's basically tapings with uh, some regular people from Ricks, except you, and training trainees. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> and trainees from our school. We <laughs> sorry, but you live in the UK. Yeah, true. <laughs> Some kind of, I could. I mean, if I if I went to France, I would have more wrestling than here. So, yeah. <laughs> Even though I think we're gonna get wrestling here quicker than there. Go on, sorry. And so yeah, we have also uh, many trainees, and the concept of the of this kind of show is uh, to try uh, book people we don't often see in France to give them a chance to have a platform and then the opportunity to work for Ricks. Because Rix is one of the best promotion in France now, and we know that many people want to to wrestle there. So of course, of course, because you are there, so you make it the best promotion in France. You know. You said you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, That's it's cool. a good opportunity for them. That's good. It's good that you're like using your uh, um, um, your platform to try and put the spotlight on, on more people. I think it was really cool when I realized that around me in the locker rooms were like people from different places and they train in different organizations. And there isn't this ridiculous competitiveness of like, oh, you are one of those APC guys. You cannot come here and oh, wrestle no. for us, you know. I'm sure there'll be some people like that. Um, and But it's, it's not... Um, it's not the rule in Friends. And that's a cool thing. I appreciate that. No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I was impressed it. when I when I've heard about this in the UK, like because I I, I arrived in Nakalox and I didn't felt that I didn't felt that I could not uh, go train somewhere else because Nakalox <laughs> is open. But then I heard about this kind of thing and was like, what the fuck, really? <laughs> well, um, we, the thing in UK is that you have so many people that there is always going to be people like that. It, it's it's mathematical. Mathematically, that's exactly yeah. the thing. I think that would that would happen. That's cool. I'm excited to see those those tapings. I hope they're uh, they're cool, and I hope the fans in France uh, can um, will enjoy them as well. How many matches have you done here in UK in those like three months uh, or, or yeah, three months of wrestling that you had basically? Three months. I think I've done like five. Not in the in three. Yeah, it's five. I think. So what I've was done... your favorite? What did you enjoy the most? Uh, it's hard to because. I uh, can I choose two? Yeah, choose all five. Remind me what the five okay. were. Tell me all about them. Um. So the first, uh, maybe the first one was my first match at Eve, uh, for Wrestle Queendom, mm -hmm. because it was my first match at Eve and the dream come true. And tell then me about, tell I would choose my um, last match. Why um? Why was Eve? For you, like such a, a dream come true for you. Well, how did you find out about them, and why did it mean a lot? Uh, because I I knew Eve when I was a teenager, and I saw Shana there. I saw Tony Storm as well, and I I I knew UK wrestling thanks to Eve, and I knew um, more about female wrestling also thanks to Eve. Um, and I knew that it was one of the best promotion for female wrestling mm -hmm. so yeah wrestling there 
of course it's like it's amazing it's, yeah i think it's my this eve and progress were my tools, are two goals in wrestling i think in terms of motion Mm-hmm. So it is done, and I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, just need progress next. Um, so you had that match here. Um, you had a Clementine match that we're going to watch here on the stream, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. With I the pro, yeah. And I had another match at Eve with um, uh, Laura Di Matteo. Di Matteo, no, Di Matteo. Such a good. Ah, oh, man. What a honestly, what a host! Look yeah. at me, I know, right? Impressive. And, um, and um, the other one was with um, Lex. Lex. And what was the yes. fifth one? Uh, BW. Hmm. BW, but it oh, was yeah. not on twenty twenty. It was on twenty nineteen. Who was that against? Uh, Moxie, I don't remember exactly <laughs> the name. She's uh, she's American. What's it? Let's, yeah, let's hope she's not listening. She'll she'll fly all across the Atlantic to go and kick your ass all the way to France. Uh, yes. So you said you're gonna you're gonna um, you're gonna get two. Uh, you're gonna like stand out two of them. One of them was the 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 Eve one, the first one. What's the other one? Yeah. Um, I would say the. Even if the the match itself, I was not happy with the match itself. Uh, my other favorite one was um, the my last one with Lex mm. at Resistance Gallery because it was the Resistance Gallery and mm. like it was a dream as well to wrestle there because the venue is amazing. I love the, I love the atmosphere of this venue. It's so interesting to like hear you, and I think I think I can I can say this for myself as well. Uh, this feeling that I'm about to say, because like us, uh, not you and me, us people who live in London and I, and in the UK and I used to this. You like you say like how the the Resistance Gallery is such a, a an iconic venue for you, and we're yeah. like, well, it's 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 another. It, it, we're so used to it, and we that we don't get yeah. the, um, the. And I feel like a lot of people will not get it. I think I get it a bit better because. I'm from Portugal, right? And you're from France. Like, there's the idea, like, <laughs> if you haven't lived in a place where wrestling isn't relevant or even, like, semi-relevant as it is here in the UK, even if it's just niche relevant, if you haven't lived in a place where that happened, you don't understand how important stuff like that is. So I, I get it, right? But for me, you hear, like, you hear talking about special edition wrestling recent scholarly, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool, I guess. It's just because I'm used to it, right? <laughs> But yeah, that's really yeah. that's really interesting. Do you have any any other venues like that that you like to try? Uh, yeah, um, the bedroom, hmm. of course, and yeah, your call as well. A few times. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> your call and your yeah, call. But, uh, yeah. We'll we'll get there. Trust me. Remind people where people can follow you, where people can find you, whatever you want to plug. This is your chance. So I'm mainly on Instagram on Kira Chimera or the Anticonformist for the music, and uh, also on Facebook Kira Chimera as well. Not a lot on Twitter, but mainly Instagram. Great conversation with a great person that I got to meet through wrestling. It's the point of these conversations that I bring you here on the podcast until we are back on the road and I'm able to do these conversations live, face to face with people. 
I'm going to do them remotely, probably on Twitch. We watched some wrestling matches afterwards as well. If you want to join me on Twitch, DeFrancisco underscore one, just like it's David Francisco underscore one everywhere. And if you want to follow Kira Camiro, links for her social media and more is... No, I think it's only a social media. I don't know why I said and more. It's just for social media. It's down below on the notes of this podcast. I really appreciate you listening to this edition. I will be back next week with another catch-up. So until then, have a nice weekend. I don't get to talk with you guys on the weekend. It's a special edition, special case, and I get to talk with you guys on the weekend. Why not? Have a nice Saturday and Sunday, whenever you're hearing this. Have a nice day that you're hearing. I'm rambling now. I'm going, right? Cool. Thanks very much for listening to the David Francisco podcast. I'll talk to you next time. Cool? Cool. Cool.